Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, and welcome uh, again to uh, the Victory Point Bible Reading Plan podcast. And it is Laurie and Tom here again all week. And it is Thursday. Woo-hoo. What is it today? The 22nd? So we're like three days away from Jesus' birthday. So we're mm-hmm. getting a little bit closer. Um, again, getting away from the true Christmas story and going on to the worldly, fictitious Christmas story. Uh, two more questions about elves. Oh, good. Oh, okay. good. Um, so what do you call an elf who has won the lottery? Um, I'd call them rich, but... Okay, another word for rich. Wealthy. Yes, you yes! got it, wealthy. <laughs> That's... Okay, and, um, okay, uh, where do all the elves want to play on their baseball team? Now, if you think about this one, you should be able to get it. So, like, what position do elves want to play? Oh, what... Position? What position do they want to play in their baseball team? Shortstop. Shortstop. Yeah. See, you're getting good at this. Okay. Woo. <laughs> like what? Thirty percent. Woo. We're almost passing. That's right. <laughs> so again, folks, if you want to use these at your dinner table tonight, feel free. So good. So good. Oh my goodness. We're gonna get fan mail. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> That's right. We'll just be like, please stop. <laughs> please stop. That's right. <laughs> oh, anyway, today, like we said, is Thursday, and we love to call um, Thursdays Thankfulness Thursday. And so, Lori, what is just something big or small that you are truly thankful for right now? Well, I'd have to say there's so many things, but I'm just gonna go. I am thankful for my sweet second graders right now. Like I just have got a sweet group of students this year. Um, only. 17 students and 13 girls, four boys. So that's definitely a different dynamic, especially being a boy mom. Like girls sit and like do stuff like (laughs) for long periods of time. (laughs) That's right. So, and I think especially in December, it's just fun to be an elementary teacher. Let's Mm -hmm. be honest. It's just a lot of just that Christmas spirit and just a lot of fun. Excitement. Now there is no, just no tired, like a December elementary teacher tired. Now let's just be, (laughs) be truthful, truthful about that. Especially when we're only a couple days away from vacation. Yes. Yes. The excitement builds. The energy does not always follow for the teachers (laughs) or the adults working with them, (laughs) but still, but yes, very thankful. So cool. Um, yeah, something I'm, I'm thankful for my kids as well. I mean, they're so excited for this time of year. Yeah. And um, some of them are just so sweet, you know, with what they want. You know, they're so excited to, like, give you something at Christmas, yes. you know. And it, it's just very cool um, to be an elementary teacher during this time of the year. Mm-hmm. But I do have to admit, 2 o'clock yesterday, <laughs> I hit the wall. It's like, oh, my goodness, my strength just left me. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Where's the coffee? That's right. <laughs> Well, anyway, anyway, thank you. Our God is good, mm-hmm. right? And um, he's good to our families. He's good in our workplaces. He's, he, he's good. Um, yeah, And definitely. so we can definitely be thankful for that. All right, today's passage is from Luke chapter 8, and Lori's going to read um, verses 22 through 39, mm-hmm. and then we're going to have, yeah, once again, a, a little conversation about it. Okay, so starting with verse 22, Jesus calms the storm. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. 
As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? he asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands and even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Then moving on to verse 26, Jesus restores a demon-possessed man. They sailed to the region of Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked him, What is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. And they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs were feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all of the people of the region of Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, because they were overcome with fear. He got into the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. Wow, we have a powerful God. Yes. Right? We have a powerful Jesus. I mean, verse 24, right? You just rebuked the wind mm-hmm. and rebuked, sorry, rebuked the water. And they calm down. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's power. Okay, yeah. and then he commands the impure spirit to come out of the man. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the spirit does, right? And he actually gives them. Don't don't the spirits talk with him? Yeah. And then he gives them permission, right, to go into the pigs instead of to the abyss, mm-hmm. right? And so we have a very powerful God. Yeah. Okay? He can rebuke things of nature, and they listen to him. He can rebuke evil spirits, um, and they listen to him as well. And that is the God we serve. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first thing that popped out at me about our God. <clears throat> yeah. And I definitely saw that part too. It's always fascinating to me that he sends the demons into a herd of pigs. Yeah. And then it always frustrates me too because the townspeople like get upset about the pigs, but they're not maybe as excited about the man being healed. They're just upset maybe more about the pigs getting lost. Right. And... That's always just kind of like, okay, it seems a little, you know, flipped around there as far as what the priorities are. But yet, you know, if I was there, I don't, you know, maybe maybe I would be upset about the pigs too. Right. I don't know. Right, because that's my livelihood. Right. That's, my, you know, your livelihood. And 
we, once again, we know the end of the story. We know that this man has been healed and they might have thought at the time, well, is this for real? Is this going to Mm -hmm. stick, you know, kind of thing. Right. So, yeah. Something I, something I'd circled to verse 24. Mm -hmm. Um, The disciples went and woke him saying, master, master, we're going to drown. And I was like, so they're scared. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel, I kind of feel a little bit bad for the disciples. Because Jesus kind of says, well, where's your faith? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm adding some emphasis there with my yeah. voice, but it's almost like Jesus is like chastising them a little bit. A little bit. But because I'm like, well, they, they were calling out for help when they needed help, right? <laughs> right. Master, master, we're going to drown. And then Jesus kind of chastises them in verse 25. Well, where's your faith? He asked the disciples. And so. Anyway, I felt a little bad for the disciples. <laughs> kind of the invitation challenge piece. He there was kind go. of leaning it hard into That's the challenge right. part there. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so what else um, did you have written down here from these verses here? Anything different? Well, one thing I thought was kind of interesting was at the end when the formerly demon-possessed man wanted to come along with Jesus. And Jesus said, nope, return home and tell how much God has done for you. And I got to thinking about like... Wouldn't he want him to come along? Like his testimony would be so great. But then I thought, but wouldn't his testimony almost be more powerful to the people who had seen him in that demon-possessed state? Mm. And they could see now him living as a child of God every day. Like that testimony day to day is more Mm. powerful than preaching or talking to people that who had never known him in his prior self. Right. You know, and I think sometimes you hear that to even nowadays, like, you know, somebody famous, you know, might profess their faith and that's great and that's awesome. But isn't it the people in our day to day lives that we see that we know maybe went through some especially kind of difficult times or addiction or something, you know, like something like that, that then turn their lives around and live it day to day. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sometimes maybe have a bigger impact on us than the people I don't know. So that was just, I guess I hadn't really noticed or really paid attention much before to that demon-possessed man begging to come along with Jesus. I had also circled verse 39 there. Tell Mm -hmm. how much God has done for you. And then I Mm -hmm. kind of have a little arrow off to the side that says stories, Mm -hmm. right? Because when we share stories of how God has worked in our lives with people that we know, how powerful is that? And like you were saying, that's probably why Jesus had him stay back, Mm -hmm. right? So that he could tell these stories with the people he knew, right, right. in his community. Um, his stories are so powerful. Yeah, and it says he told all over town, you know. So, right. like, he probably was going to everybody that he had known yeah. and saying, like, look, look what happened. Right. Look what happened to me. Look what he did for me. Yeah. You know. And again, two Sundays ago, you know, Steve and Mary Beth were up in the front of church kind of telling us their story. Right. Right. The nudges that they were getting from the Holy Spirit. And we know Steve and Mary Beth. Right. Right. And, and when they tell that story, it just like encourages us. Right. You know, to also listen for those nudges and to listen for those little, you know, those whispers of the Holy Spirit. Right. And know? to act with obedience. Yes. Too. Like um, Scott and I were really blessed. We were able to be huddled with Steve and Mary Beth. I think we were actually in the last huddle they did before they moved to Fort Wayne. And so getting to know them up close and kind of getting to do life with them for that year, mm-hmm. you know, I think then when they share those stories of the Holy Spirit nudging them and they're acting on it, I think to myself, like that impacts me a whole lot more because I do know them right. and because I do, you know, have that relationship with them. And they're living out what they have taught people right. in their huddles, right? What right. they have taught people in church, right? They're mm-hmm. acting on it, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, this is just a little story I wanted to share. Yeah. Okay, it's nothing grandiose like uh, like rebuking the wind and the waves or sending okay. out an evil spirit. But m- my class this year, um, the first couple of weeks of school were quite a struggle. And I was trying, I was trying different things on my mm-hmm. own to try to fix this or try this technique or try this management strategy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was near the beginning of October and I was like, wait a minute, Lord, I have not even included you in this process mm-hmm. at all. And so what I started doing was praying um, every day for one of my students. Okay. Okay. And then because I teach in a Christian school, I, I, I left each of the kids a little note mm-hmm. and let them know that I had been praying for them. And um, I'm just here to say on December 22 right. that the, 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 the Lord is doing something in my classroom because it, it's much more fun to be in my classroom now. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contribute to the Lord because I tried. Okay, <laughs> I tried the first five, six weeks of school, all my techniques, and it was, I was still mm-hmm. frustrated. But as soon as I started including the Lord in it, it's like, wow, things started to turn around. Mm-hmm. And I kind of enjoy going now, you know, right. and, and spending time with these buggers, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so that's just my little story that I just – I mean, it's not – like I said, it's not a big huge thing, like a transformation, you know, right. from sinner to saint or anything. But but it makes a difference in your life and how many of your students' lives too. Yeah. Because my guess is that if it was frustrating for you, mm-hmm. like maybe some of them were feeling the same thing. So to like have that transformative kind of year or yeah. have that transformative experience, yeah. that's huge. Right. Huge. And so I'm, I'm trying to be like this, this guy in the garrisons, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to um, tell how much God has done for me. And again, not as a huge scale as some other stories, but it's just a little scale that I've noticed the Lord, and yeah. I just wanted to give him credit That's for awesome. that. Today. That's awesome. So, so as we um, move into our Thursday listeners, um, may you also share stories. Um, with your family, share stories with your coworkers, share stories with um, people that you're related to. If you notice something that the Lord's doing in your life, tell the story. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell the story because it's so encouraging um, to hear how the Lord is working in other people's lives, especially people Definitely. that you know. Definitely. So, all right, we'll see you back here for one more day tomorrow. Woohoo! Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.